The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week. Good morning. Thank you for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is Josh Finelli, and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the beautiful but stormy Pacific Northwest. Much needed stormy weather. Josh and I were just talking before the show, and Mount Bachelor is going to catch up and get ahead of their normal snowpack for the winter. So that is certainly good news uh, for Central Oregon for year-round, for summertime, and for all you skiers and snowboarders out there. So as always, if you would <coughs> excuse me, like to be part of our program, give us a call. 877-670-7117. You can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Good morning, Mr. Finelli. Is young Grayson excited about all the snow? Oh, you know it. You guys have uh, lots of snow forts built around your house? Showed you my igloo. Yeah, I'm, I miss those days. Just be careful that he doesn't go in there by himself. <laughs> there's, a, there's a vent in the ceiling. So. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> so we can start a fire in there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about the week that was in the capital markets. U.S. stocks, as measured by the good old S&P 500, were up 1.7%. Uh, so led by the, the, the usual name, the, the NVIDIA of the world. Uh, U.S. small cap stocks were mostly unchanged last week, so not much movement in the small cap But have given universe. up half of their relative outperformance just since the beginning of the year, since the, since the lows, that is. Which is funny because usually there's the so-called January effect where small caps have historically done very well. And obviously we have still have a lot of month to go. And I, I hate all those like sell in May, go away, January effect. I hate all those things. But um, it's just interesting to look at how well small caps did into the end of the year and how uh, they're giving up a lot of that outperformance. And yet everybody, when you turn on the TV, is talking about small caps. It's, a, it's just a funny thing. Uh, international developed market stocks, I think Europe, uh, Japan, uh, they were 1.2% higher. In the emerging markets, we saw a little bit of a sell-off. They were down about a half a percent. Uh, in the bond market, we saw uh, yields go lower and prices move higher. The aggregate bond index, so the sort of the uh, index that captures sort of the all-encompassing bond market, uh, traded up almost one percent last week from a price perspective, which meant yields were lower. Uh, the funny thing we're also seeing is we're starting to get a yield curve steepening. So the yield curve is normalizing, and we've had an inverted yield curve, meaning the short end of the yield curve has yielded a lot more than the long end of the yield curve meaning bonds that are maturing soon had a higher yield than bonds that matured out 30 years. And that's still true, uh, but the yield curve is starting to normalize where the short end um, has a lower yield than the long end. We're still not there yet, but... We're like the closest that we were to uninversion since November, I yeah, think, right? Yeah, for, for quite some time. And, you know, as Josh will remind you, uh, historically, this is the point when the yield curve becomes un uninverted, when the recession usually starts. And so, um, you know, you look at the economic data, may, we may or may not get a technical recession. But you're already in the recession by the time the Fed starts cutting, so... Uh, typically historically yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll find out if this is the outlier yeah so the fed cutting give me a break so uh gold mostly unchanged at two thousand fifty one dollars an ounce and oil uh oil continues to surprise me oil uh was up one percent uh at seventy three seventy seventy three dollars seventy four cents a barrel um you know with what's going on in the red sea it's surprising to me that uh, the price of oil historically oil was much more volatile when you got things like this um, the but Brent, Brent, think, Brent's traded pretty significantly higher, though. So. But I mean, from a volatility standpoint, yeah. we haven't seen, you know, historically oil would shoot up to 100 over, you know, quickly. Uh, and we're not seeing that. So it's certainly, you know, the price of oil being where it is certainly has helped on the inflation data front, to say the least. 
Um, you know, you look at average gas price around the United States, where it was a year ago and where it is now, uh, it's a big relief. I know when I fill up my big old truck, it's certainly uh, – I don't have to run my credit card twice anymore. But if the geopolitical risk premium is already in the prices, which presumably it is, you know, where would it be absent, you know, the ongoing conflict in, in Gaza and expansion with the Houthis? I'd probably uh, quite a, a bit lower, right? I, I don't think so because, I, I, I mean – I don't think so because there's still plenty of global demand for oil. Yeah. I just the U.S. being such a big producer now, producing the most we've ever have, I think is is yeah. probably the the change there, right? Uh, so the big news last week, on the economic front at least, was the December uh, inflation report and the full year inflation report for the U.S. economy. Uh, inflation in the month of Dece- December was a bit higher than expected. Uh, we also got wholesale inflation uh, data, so that's the producer price index. Uh, which came in actually a bit lower than expected. Um, when you strip out uh, the what the, the the government says is the uh, very volatile food and energy part of the CPI number, inflation was actually up 3.9% because because food and energy have come down. Um, so, you know, I look, it's funny when you have somebody look at a report and everybody interprets it the way they they like see the world. Which and is so, totally what's happening now. Yeah, so I look at the inflation data that came out in the month of December and for the year 2023, and I see uh, you take out food and energy, inflation is 3.9% higher than a year ago, and you put that on top of all the big inflation prints we've already seen. Remember, a year uh, so December of 2022, inflation was 6.5%. So you, you pile all those inflation numbers on top of each other. You're going against really weak, tw- hard 2023 comps now, too. Right. And so to me, I I think the Fed has more work to do when it comes to inflation. The idea that the Fed is going to cut rates to me is is utterly ridiculous because I think inflation will be be this persistent problem that they'll be fighting for a long, long time. And ultimately, it'll be worse for the U.S. economy. So I I understand that there's all these people that, you know, most of their grown up life and their professional life. We've had this zero interest rate policy. Rates are normalized relative to history. Like so when you think of where rates are in the bond market and in the uh, uh, fixed uh, the uh, mortgage market, r- these are not abnormal rates. These are normal rates. The rates we've seen the last 15 years, those were the abnormal manipulated rates. But so to me, you know, the first market thinks the Fed's going to cut in March. Virginia Mester came out last week and said <laughs> she doesn't think that's going to happen. I don't see why they need to cut at all this year, but we'll, we shall so, see. And so-called super core, which is basically just services, is still running at 4% annualized. And, you know, when you look at like Delta reporting this week and international demand for the summer, totally off the charts. Uh, Tough to see moderation in that so-called super core inflation, which services inflation is what drives most of this at this point. And when you, and you, to me, I mean, I, you know, I went to a double target state school. So it's, if if their target is 2%, 4%, you know, if I do some quick math, two plus two, four, like that's a long ways to go. And so uh, the idea that the Fed is going to cut to me is a stretch, uh, and I prefer they actually don't do it. Um, the other thing we saw, um, we got data on the U.S. Con- consumer credit. It grew a lot faster than expected at the end of the year. Uh, and U.S. consumer credit fo- topped $5 trillion for the first time ever. Uh, we also got earnings from all the big banks, so Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan, Citigroup, Bank of America. BlackRock were- Black was in there. They all reported earnings on Friday that disappointed when I look at these banks, to me, they just become these big utilities. BlackRock, I don't think of as a utility, but the big banks, to me, they're sort of no touch from an investment perspective. They just, to me, regulation-wise, and they just, there's so much out of their control as it relates to their businesses. Um, they're just so, to me, they look like just giant utilities. So far, 30 S&P 500 companies reporting 93% beat rate and 4.5% earnings growth. So, you know, it's still better than expectations. And yeah. expectations are high. Yeah. So, you know, to me, when I look at unemployment, where it is, 3.7 percent, um, you know, earnings are not falling off a cliff. I mean, we are seeing starting to see layoffs. At, at, you know, banks are laying people off. Google announced some layoffs. But it's hard for me to imagine the Fed saying, oh, everything's, you know, and the inflation is going to keep going in the right direction. And, unemploy- you know, like to me, it's hard for the Fed. Meaning, to- as we talked about this week in the office, like layoffs don't seem to be meaningful enough to drive the unemployment rate higher. But corporate profits, you know, they're 50 percent higher than they were four years ago. They're at a 70 year high. And a lot of that 
earnings growth is, I think, increasingly going to be driven by trimming along the margins rather than top-line revenue growth, which, you know, so far is just 2, 2.6%. And quite frankly, risk assets, at risk assets can do okay in the current environment. We yeah. don't need rates to go down for risk assets of high-quality companies to do well. All right, if you'd like to be part of the show, you have a question or a comment for us, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or you can email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about the two choices you have, indexing on your own, doing it yourself, or hiring an advisor to index and not nothing else. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, Strong of Bend. I am living proof that you can reverse your osteoporosis. I started with OsteoStrong in 2018, and as of my latest bone scan, I am osteoporosis-free. But I'm not quitting. I'm sticking with the program to keep building bone and to stay strong. OsteoStrong can help you with so many health concerns. I highly recommend them. Google OsteoStrong of Bend or give them a call. Mention you heard OsteoStrong on the radio and save 50% off your first month. Be better with OsteoStrong of Bend. Hunting for a new place to live in Bend? Want amenities like a modern kitchen, attached garage, washer dryer? Put Alpine Meadows Townhomes on your list of places to see. Alpine Meadows Townhomes, quiet and affordable. With one, two, or three bedroom floor plans, you'll find the space you want and call it home. Alpine Meadows Townhomes. See them online, then call for a personal showing. 541-330-0719. Conveniently located on Northeast 6th in Bend. When you think about family and home, hopefully it brings back some wonderful memories. That's what Mountain Glen Apartments are all about, making new memories for your family. When you call Mountain Glen home, you'll enjoy a modern designer kitchen with plenty of counter space and storage. Choose from one, two, or three-bedroom homes on the corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Mountain Glen, where memories are made. Find them online, Mountain Glen Apartments. Then call for a personal showing, 541-383-9313. Travel Plaza Food, fuel, and fun After a long day And you want to play Get your mind off of the road Have a great meal Try our slot machines Life's good on the plateau Quick stop Anytime Gets you everything under the sun Life's good On the plateau Food, fuel, and fun Experience a trifecta of delight at the Plateau Travel Plaza in Madras. Breakfast, lunch, and winners. Fill up with budget-friendly fuel. Savor fresh deli delights or indulge in our buffet at 3 Teepees Restaurant. Shop for local treasures and travel essentials all in one stop. Elevate your excitement with 40 thrilling slot machines in our game room. Breakfast, lunch, and winners. It's all here at Plateau Travel Plaza. Life's good on the Plateau. Food, fuel, and fun. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-466-9625. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-466-9625. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows, get our bi-weekly e-news, and keep up to date on the market. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. If you'd like to sign up for a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our precious time to talk about anything in your financial life. 
So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get one of those meetings scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988, or you can always email us, which is what most people do, by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. And you can also see on there why I at least have a face for radio. Josh, according to some people in the know, looks like Tom Cruise. So there's that. Yeah. So uh, I just mentioned in the first segment about gas prices. Uh, and so I'm looking at a chart. This is from AAA gas prices uh, from 2021 to today. Um, and gas prices are uh, $3.07 a, ba- a gallon. That's the average. That's the lowest they've been since June of 2021. So I'm sure the Biden administration is praying for these numbers to stay down, to, to even go lower um, because uh, probably a lot of you out there, when gas prices were really high, had, had at least been to a gas pump and seen the picture of Biden that said, I did this and pointed to the gas <laughs> price. Uh, but, you know, th- this is a big one, right? Because um, for a lot of, you know, most people have to drive to work or drive somewhere. And, and so gas prices is, is a, a big one as it relates to uh, consumer spending. You know, we're, when gas prices come down, it's like a, it's like a bunch of and cash for that in people's matter, pockets. Going into an election year is definitely very, very important. Yeah, that's why I said the Biden administration is praying for this to uh, maybe they send Hunter over to uh, to OPEC and they have him, have him take those guys out. There's no better testament to American ingenuity than watching what's gone on in the shale patch in the last 15 years. Mm, I would think biotech is pretty. Not biotech's up there, but just yeah. in terms of the physical economy I and mean, just watching how know, technology... Man, has has changed. I'm pretty habits. happy we don't have to deal with smallpox anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, like a lot of, you know, a lot of the things that were pretty rough. Uh, so this is also good news for, I guess, the president, but just good news for the American, uh, every American is after a record 25 consecutive months of real wage growth, wages have now outpaced inflation on a year over basis. Uh, for eight straight months, obviously a great sign for the American worker. You know, really up until up until like ten months ago, uh, the American worker hadn't gotten a wage increase in real terms. So that is after inflation since Bill Clinton was president. And I'm not talking about obviously. And the reason for that is there was a there became this big disparity, right? Like the people at the top, their income was growing by leaps and bounds, but everybody else's income was sort of staying stagnant. And in real terms, so after inflation, uh, real incomes uh, hadn't grown since good old Bubba was in the White House. And so that is... uh, that's why, you know, people, a lot of this political unrest can probably be attributed to the idea that, you know, people can't point to a lot of the things they're upset about. Um, Donald Trump does that for you, but a lot of people can't point to the things. This is one of them. I mean, the, the purchasing power declining over decades is this death by a thousand cuts. That's why inflation is so insidious and why the Fed has to deal with it. Okay. So when Josh and you know Josh and I do these free retirement reviews and we meet with clients that uh, we, we prospective clients that are uh, do-it-yourselfers, you know they're managing their money on their own, and then we meet with uh, people that have a financial advisor, and so we saw, see all sorts of portfolios, we see all sorts of ways about I guess going about managing one's money, uh, but in our mind the, the way that we think about it is you the consumer out there have two choices. And and it's not our opinion. It's based on actual real data uh, that now is 30 years old. But um, you can either do it yourself, which is fine, and, and a lot of you are very capable of doing it if you spend a couple hours a week doing it. Um, and you have the sort of emotional fortitude to do it. But you have to index. Like there is no other alternative to indexing if you want to be a good, successful, tax-efficient investor. And so if you do it yourself, make sure you know you pick a good custodian. And to us, there's really three. There's Schwab, Fidelity, and I guess Vanguard. Um, to, to we like more is Schwab and Fidelity. Um, and then you index your investments. You just say, okay, I'm going to own index funds. You can build an asset allocation that has large, mid, small, international, all that stuff. But the tools that you use should be an index mutual fund or an index ETF. Which is almost directly at odds with the results of all of the free retirement reviews that we do, which we rarely ever see people that index. uh, Well, in the financial advisor. In the financial. If if they already have an existing financial advisor, I should qualify that. You're right. 
we rarely see people that index. And it also goes in line with this trend that we actually see emerging from custodians like Schwab, where they're trying to democratize access to what are called separately managed accounts and bring that so they basically try to get the mass affluent and get them to delegate investment authority to different separately managed account advisors who are then giving them access to customized individual stock and bond portfolios. And, you know, the incentive there is not to index. And so it, which is at odds with, you know, it's at odds with what's best for the customer. And it's, it's a trend that is, we increasingly see is more mass affluent people in separately managed accounts. But the, so that your first choice though is that do it yourself and index. The second choice, the way that we see it is, is to hire a financial advisor to help them to have them help you do it. But they should also be indexing. Like there's no, I'm going to hire a financial advisor and this advisor is going to pick the one percent of mutual funds that outperform over time, or they're the best stock pickers that are going to beat the market. That doesn't exist. So. The idea that your advisor is selling you this load of BS is a crock. Like, they don't have some special key to the kingdom. Like, if you are hiring an advisor to then that advisor goes and picks managers for you, so then why do you hire the manager? I mean, advisor. And the other thing we see is they'll take like 80% of the portfolio and say, oh, that'll be the core, and then we're going to go, you know, pick these individual names with the other 20%. But when you add that, that 20% that they're picking stocks with to the fee that they're charging you, you guarantee yourself underperformance over time. And that's, I think, the reality that most people don't really understand. So it's, it's funny. When I talk to our peers, Josh and I talk to our peers, other financial advisors are like, how can you just be indexing with your client money? That doesn't make any sense. And it's like, because we want to be intellectually honest with our clients. Like the data is there for you all to go out and find. And it shows that Active money management doesn't beat over time. Yeah, there'll be periods when it does, but over time, it doesn't do it. And then when you factor in how tax inefficient active money management is, it has no chance. And so it's very clear. You have two choices, yourself uh, an index or hire a hire financial advisor that indexes for you and, and builds you an asset allocation and a withdrawal strategy and all the things that we do for our clients. But the idea that so many of you come into our office for these free retirement reviews and we look at these portfolios that some financial advisor has built for you and it's like, what was this person thinking? And oftentimes you don't know, like it's, you know, you don't know why the portfolio was built the way it was, but um, it's just a waste of time. They don't, all of our peers, whether they work at a big firm or on their own, they try to pretend like they have some information access that you don't have. That doesn't exist. All of you have the same information that Josh and I have. You just have to go get it. Um, and all that information tells you is you should be indexing. Like it's abundantly clear. And I would love to have a conversation with any of your advisors or advisors out there about why they're picking active money management because it is a loser's game. And if they, you know, I guess if you're good with that, then st keep doing it. But the, it like come to the light. It's so easy to just be a top decile investor by indexing. So those are your two choices. Um, we don't have an opinion about which one you should choose. Um, obviously, we're a for-profit business, but uh, you know, make sure you are indexing is our is our point. All right. If you want to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a video in the middle and end of every month where we talk about capital markets and how that affects our clients' money. But you don't have to be a client to get added to the list. Go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, to be added to the list. When we come back, we're going to tackle your email questions. So stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. Desert Chamber Music invites you to the next event in our 16th season in Central Oregon, brought to you by German Master Tech. 
Join us to celebrate Valentine's Day with the return of the Aviara Trio at the Tower Theater in downtown Bend, performing works inspired by love and romance. This concert takes place Wednesday, February 14th at 7.30 p.m. Concert goers will receive a complimentary rose and a custom treat from Goody's Chocolates. Plus, join members of the trio for a pre-concert talk about the program beginning at 6.45. This special evening is made possible by the Pine Tavern. For more details and to purchase tickets, visit HighDesertChamberMusic.com. Title sponsors include German Master Tech, Miller Lumber, Hayden Holmes, Pine Tavern, Drew Family Dentistry, Three Graces and Company, Cascade A&E, Central Oregon Daily, and this station. High Desert Chamber Music. Come hear the music. Hunting for a new place to live in Bend? Want amenities like a modern kitchen, attached garage, washer-dryer? Put Alpine Meadows Townhomes on your list of places to see. Alpine Meadows Townhomes, quiet and affordable. With one, two, or three-bedroom floor plans, you'll find the space you want and call it home. Alpine Meadows Townhomes. See them online, then call for a personal showing. 541-330-0719. Conveniently located on Northeast 6th in Bend. When you think about family and home, hopefully it brings back some wonderful memories. That's what Mountain Glen Apartments are all about, making new memories for your family. When you call Mountain Glen home, you'll enjoy a modern designer kitchen with plenty of counter space and storage. Choose from one, two, or three-bedroom homes on the corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Mountain Glen, where memories are made. Find them online, Mountain Glen Apartments. Then call for a personal showing, 541-383-9313. Hey, there's a lot of cool stuff out here. Where are you? In Wilson's Furniture Warehouse. There's too much stuff. One of a kind, discontinued models, and old furniture friends. Looks like we need to sell our furniture and mattress floor models to make room for the new 2024 products. Well, why don't we offer up the sweetest deals of the year and empty the place out? Perfect. The clearance sale is on at Windsor Redmond. Save hundreds of dollars, even thousands on mattresses, sofas, love seats, sectionals, and recliners. Cocktail tables, end tables, over 700 accessories, up to 50% off. Wilson's clearance sale is on now. Special financing and always free delivery. See store for details. The sooner you shop, the better the selection. It's on at Wilson's of Redmond. It's gotta go. Better get in here. We've got the furniture and mattress for you. Keeping it local since 1962. If it leaks, clogs, strips, or bursts, call Severson Plumbing first. <laughs> Stepping into cold water is the worst. Jump into your morning shower and have hot water to start your day. Relax and rise and be on your way. Need to upgrade your water heater? Severson Plumbing has you covered. Voted Best Plumber in Central Oregon two years running. Find us at SeversonPlumbers.com. If it leaks, clogs, strips, or bursts, call Severson Plumbing first. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-466-9625. U.S. Tax Shield, 800 You're listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is Josh Finelli, and we appreciate you spending some of your snowy weekend with us here in the Pacific Northwest. I do uh, want to mention really quickly that I've really qu- quite enjoyed driving around Bend at eight miles an hour all week because the roads are so good. And I and I don't want to blame the road crew. I know that you guys are doing your best, and it's a thankless job. And all, all people do when they talk about you is complain. But I know you are 
uh, stricken from, of resources, like you don't have the resources. I, I grew up on the East Coast where when one flake of snow flies, the, an army of trucks comes out and gets everything not only clear but dry because they pour salt and all the other chemicals. And I know it's not good for the environment, but I don't have to drive around at eight miles an hour. So we here in the city of Bend, we certainly have lots of resources from a tax revenue standpoint, but we just seem to want to spend them on dog parks. Also, this instead pro, of you know, it's been what twenty nineteen February twenty nineteen was the last time we got meaningful snow that stuck stuck around for a while. I know, but it's so you now see all these Kia Souls and Toyota Yaris's that have no business being driving around in the yeah, snow it's just that are the out there. Amount of accidents that happen yeah. when we do get it because it's it, you know the, there's a good chance based on the temperatures that I see that this snow is going to be on the road for the next two weeks. Yeah, and I'm going to really enjoy that eight mile an hour tr commute, eight mile per hour commute from. A, it's going to take me a half an hour to get from the butte to can't, our office. Can't wait for the two hour trip to the mountain. Okay, Looking so forward to that one. Well, <laughs> well, that's when we get a helicopter. So all of the people. That were saying that the 60-40 portfolio were dead and left for dead and that you couldn't invest in it. And these are the things that you should invest in instead. Uh, they certainly have egg on their face now. Uh, and I should mention what the 60-40 portfolio is. It's 60% of your money in stocks and 40% in bonds. And historically, that's what we've called a balanced portfolio. And it has a really good track record going back a, a long time, especially when you look at it from a uh, volatility standpoint. The return of it's been very good, uh, especially um, if you look at it, uh, how much it's moved up and down relative to the S&P. And so last year, it had a really, really bad year because both stocks and bonds sold off last week or last year. And so this portfolio really struggled uh, but it's come made a screaming comeback. The only thing we said about the 60-40 that we would have made done a little bit differently is the 40% in bonds, we just had those in very short duration bonds, which actually made money last year. So our 60-40, our version of a 60-40 portfolio did a lot better than the typical one last year, only because we made an adjustment to the bond allocation. And we're still there from a bond allocation standpoint. Um, we wouldn't want to own the aggregate bond index or, or bond portfolio that was intermediate. But, you know, the, the asset management business said, well, instead of 60-40, you can have all these alternative investment categories like equity market neutral, event driven, macro trading, all of these like really expensive strategies are supposed to be low risk. Uh, but guess what? They also are low, low return. So when somebody tells you that the, that something is dead, like the 60-40 portfolio, usually it means it's going to have a, a, a blockbuster a year. It, there was the famous fortune cover um, in the late 70s, early 80s, uh, death the, the death of equities, right? And then literally the stock market had its greatest bull market ever right on the heels of that death of equities article in fortune. So be very, very careful of the so-called experts, us included, making big grand predictions. All right. We got an email from a Vern G., uh, Vern lives up in the uh, Portland area and has we've heard from him on and off throughout the years. Uh, Vern says, I'm 65, retired and blessed with a pension. Yes, you are, Vern. I need to add some money due to an inheritance to my brokerage account rather than only large cap growth ETF. Do you think it would be a good idea to also have exposure to U.S. large company dividend ETFs in my portfolio? Thank you, and I enjoy your show and many great nuggets of helpful information. Uh, so thanks for that, Vern. Um, so, Vern, I will tell you this. You must be uh, have privy into what we are doing with our client money here at Northwest Quadrant. So for a long time, we just had a uh, U.S. Our, our core exposure, our core holding in all of our portfolios was a U.S. large cap uh, ETF. So it was the 750 biggest companies in America. Um, and it was what we call a blend, a blend portfolio. So it owned both growth stocks and value stocks. Uh, it was sort of the kind of closest thing proxy to an S and P 500 fund, but just large cap stocks in there. Um, and when did we add uh, the SCHD? Somewhere in middle of the fall. Yeah. So last, oh yeah, September. So in September, we added to our portfolio a large cap dividend ETF. Uh, because we looked at sort of, and it's an, and it's an index-based ETF. We're not actively managing it, but, and it was based on sort of higher rates and the companies that are in that index. We just felt like, um, you know, we're going to do better because they were what we call boring online businesses and they happen to pay dividends and they were healthy enough to pay dividends. And so we added uh, a large cap 
dividend ETF uh, to add some income to portfolios because income can certainly smooth out volatility, but the names in that portfolio would be considered what we call more value names, uh, and they just happen to pay a dividend. And, you know, from a lot of those bond proxy stocks got absolutely obliterated when the, the bond offered a better opportunity than the bond proxy, and, you know, presumably as rates maybe moderate a bit here over the next uh, year and a half or so, then, you know, bond, bond proxies will be back in vogue because the bond uh, won't won't offer sort of that replacement value. And, and so the way that we look at uh, a dividend, we, we don't buy the highest dividend yielding ETF out there because that's a way risky proposition. But, you know, Schwab has some, Vanguard has some great options. And the way that we look at it from a portfolio standpoint is, you know, for a lot of our clients, especially our retired clients, um, these are stocks and the names in this portfolio that have a yield, a bond-like yield, 38 3.85%, um, but they also have the appreciation potential of the stock market. So it's sort of that in-between bonds and stocks sort of risk-return profile, and that's what we're sort of after when we're adding this. And, Vern, you may be as well, is that, you know, these stocks aren't generally as volatile because they're boring, you know, like Procter & Gamble-type businesses, consumer product-type businesses that are, you know, their stock, the companies are only going at 2 or 3%, but they're growing their dividend, and there's predictability in these businesses. Um, and like Josh said, they're cheap relative to their large-cap growth peers. And so that's why we added them to our portfolios. It's just a sort of stability factor. Uh, and the one we use is the Schwab large cap. It's funny that the, now the dividend ETFs have a dividend yield that sort of approximates what the S&P 500 did for decades and decades and decades. Well, the, yeah, because the yield of the S&P is non-existent. I right? mean, it's, yeah, now close to 1.45% or yeah. so. And, and of course, you know, we talk about a lot that a lot of the best companies out there just reinvest all their capital back into the business. And uh, we own those too in the form of the market cap weighted index. But uh, yeah, those dividend ETFs basically pay what the S&P did 20 years ago. Right. All right. Thanks for that question, Vern. Um, Catherine asked this. Catherine doesn't say where she is. Uh, she says, I want to participate in my employer's 401k. Uh, no, I participate in my for employer's 401k. I put 13% every paycheck. The the financial planner that runs the plan has always told me to max out my 401k with pre-tax dollars and not participate in a Roth because based on my projected tax bracket at retirement, I get more advantages with a traditional 401k versus a Roth. I'm wondering if I've made the wrong choice all these years for reference. I'm 55 and make about 80 grand a year. Should I start a Roth on my own? Uh, so, Catherine, I, uh, for your this financial planner that you're talking about, um, I don't think they know. I mean, so I disagree. I'm not going to throw them under the bus. I disagree with this financial planner um, doing this as long as Josh and I have. If you had all that money in your 401k, so you don't have a big tax problem at $80,000 in income. You're, you're not paying an egregious amount of tax. Maybe you think you are, but you're not on a relative basis. You're, uh, you know, your adjusted tax bracket is not that high. Um, and so when, if you would put all that money in a Roth, in your Roth, uh, you know, when you get to retirement, having that money come out tax-free is going to be a huge advantage. You're not, your tax bracket isn't going to be that materially different when you retire than what it is right now. And so the idea that you got this huge tax benefit by tr contributing to the traditional side of your 401k is not correct. Uh, and so I would say don't open a you know don't open a Roth IRA on your own. Just start participating in the Roth option of your 401k uh, and take advantage and leave the money. Uh, that that is uh, exists in the traditional side, but uh, or you could do a conversion and convert that to a Roth. Probably not. Maybe you just want to do some of that once you actually do retire. But uh, I disagree. I th and I think you disagree too because you feel like you should have put it in the Roth. Because man, that tax deferred growth, and then when you take it out tax free, believe me, you're going to enjoy that a lot more than paying ordinary income. All right, if you'd like to uh, take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get one of those scheduled, 800-743-0988. When we come back, we're going to talk about mid-cap stocks, so stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988.
smoking or overeating with Mark Patrick Seminars. No cravings, irritability, weight gain, or your money back. Early bird special, only $49.99. Don't cut down. Stop smoking once and for all. Lose the weight you want, guaranteed. Let hypnosis destroy unwanted cravings, late day eating binges, boredom eating, stress eating, and lose the weight. Monday, February 19th at the Doubletree by Hilton Hotel in Bend. Stop smoking seminar, 8 p.m. Weight loss seminar, 5.30 p.m. Sign up at markpatrickseminars.com. Hunting for a new place to live in Bend? Want amenities like a modern kitchen, attached garage, washer dryer? Put Alpine Meadows Townhomes on your list of places to see. Alpine Meadows Townhomes, quiet and affordable. With one, two, or three bedroom floor plans, you'll find the space you want and call it home. Alpine Meadows Townhomes. See them online, then call for a personal showing. 541-330-0719. Conveniently located on Northeast 6th in Bend. When you think about family and home, hopefully it brings back some wonderful memories. That's what Mountain Glen Apartments are all about, making new memories for your family. When you call Mountain Glen home, you'll enjoy a modern designer kitchen with plenty of counter space and storage. Choose from one, two, or three-bedroom homes on the corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Mountain Glen, where memories are made. Find them online, Mountain Glen Apartments. Then call for a personal showing, 541-383-9313. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Clearer skin, thanks to Sky Rizzi. Rizumkism of Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzi, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzi is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to SkyRizzy, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. Your doctor today about Sky Rizzi, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit skyrizzy.com or call 1 866 SkyRizzy to learn more. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, U.S. Tax Shield can help you take back control. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the BBB, so call 800-466-9625. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-466-9625. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Quadrant Wealth Management. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. If you would like to be part of our little program here, you can always give us a call, 877-670-7117, or you can email us if you go to our website, Northwest Quadrant. Wealth.com. Hopefully everybody is staying safe out there in the snowy wonderland that is Central Oregon right now. So it happened, unfortunately, this week. I guess for some of you, you're probably quite excited about it. But the SEC approved um, these uh, exchange-traded products, products that track Bitcoin. So uh, there's, let's see, they approved 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 11, 12 exchange-traded products that track Bitcoin. Um, they're tracking... The, so the, the thing that I, I want to make sure uh, is clear, these products are called exchange-traded products rather than exchange-traded funds. And the reason for that is they're not 1940 Act. So the 1940 Act is the Mutual Fund Act, which provides investors some protections under the law uh, if you are in a mutual fund or an exchange-traded fund. Gary Gensler, who's the head of the SEC, was clear when he approved them this week that to be to say this is a highly speculative. They're they're calling it a commodity because the underlying 
so-called asset, there isn't actually anything underlying it. It's just a currency, theoretically. If it, you're talking about its use, what its user case is, it's supposed to be a currency. But I, I think I don't know a single person. Josh doesn't know a single person. Our producer, Tim, any of you out there listening, none of you are actually using cryptocurrency for any what it was used meant for, right, which was a medium exchange. As Gary Gensler said, and he's cr uh, quite right, is the number one use case for crypto for actual use, not investment, is through criminal organizations, right? Like, so crypto was the greatest thing in the history of criminal organizations because it made it a lot easier to launder money and uh, do huge transactions without anybody knowing who you are. So, Well, and just the, the across borders. Right, <laughs> it's globally. Just, it's, it, it's the greatest yeah. thing for criminals globally uh, in the history of, you know, of the of criminals, I mean, it's beyond it's that, so great for beyond, them. Beyond the num number go up rationale, there's just that's that's the only use case, and anyone being intellectually honest would concur. Yeah, if, so, you know, I, I I thought I'd bring it up because it was a big, I guess, a big deal. What was funny is Bitcoin ripped in anticipation of this announcement, and then has since sold off, sold off sharply on Friday. It was one of those sell the news type events, but just buyer beware. You know, Josh and I think that cryptocurrency is rat poison, and that's uh, being critical of rat poison. So, you know, ultimately, you have to ask somebody if somebody's a, a crypto bull from an investment perspective. Ask them what the end user, the end use of crypto is. Right, this is a currency, and in order for a currency to be legitimate, it can't fluctuate wildly in price. The U.S. dollar doesn't fluctuate wildly in price like Bitcoin does, and so. Number Nobody's go. actually using it as a medium of exchange, which is what it's supposed to be for. Number go up. Yeah, that's why they buy it, because it goes up. Good plan. Have fun staying poor. All right, let's talk about mid-cap stocks. So when Josh and I do our free retirement reviews, and you can get signed up for one of those if you want, um, we do these free retirement reviews. One of the places when we look at people's portfolios that we see lacking in exposure is medium-sized companies and small cap. And when I say lacking exposure, they don't have explicit exposure uh, to those names. So, so Josh, why don't you uh, help our listening audience understand what is a mid-cap stock? What, is that, what does cap mean anyway? Uh, they're the, the middle children of the investing world between 2 and $10 billion in market capitalization. So that's just the price per share times the number of shares. Uh, think about tells uh, you the uh, tells you the size of Apple the Apple and Microsoft briefly traded uh, position pulled the pole position as the largest uh, company by market capitalization uh, this week uh, somewhere hovering around three trillion uh, per per stock uh, the mid cap stock universe the Russell 2000 which is small caps is equivalent to about the size of Apple the mid cap uh, stock universe is a little bit bigger uh, but mid caps were up about 14 and a half percent last year so they lag the S&P uh, but over the last 32 years they've actually beat the S&P in just over half uh, of those 32 years and so uh, when you look at mid caps you know we talk about them a lot uh, you know we haven't done this segment in a month or two but uh, they are the third street of Bend or uh, the West 11th Street over in Eugene uh, they are ubiquitous businesses that you use every day that you would perceive to be quite large in terms of their actual scale. But in market market capitalization terms, uh, they're not huge. But you know a lot of those names, the O'Reilly Auto Parts. Campbell uh, Soup. Yeah, Cam uh, Packard that makes trucks up in Portland. Um, Harley Motorola, Davidson. Harley. Uh, there's private equity firms. Pacific Gas and Electric is a, is a mid-cap. Uh, Dr. Horton, you know the global home builder. Isn't Carrier that company global. that owns Burger King midcap? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, you know, that's just a laundry list of names: Apollo, WW Granger, Allstate, Ameriprise, uh, Palantir. You, you so they're businesses you know a lot that most names. people yeah. think everyone's familiar with them. Listening, think of them as big businesses, but in the term of the stock market, they're a lot smaller than say an Apple or an Amazon. And they tend Google. to have you know those characteristics of financial stability that large caps enjoy, but they also grow at you know above GDP uh, growth rates. So. Uh, they don't quite sell off as much usually in the recessions, a la 2008 and 2000. Uh, and the most importantly, and we think for retirees, uh, they actually bounce back. Uh, their stock prices tend to bounce back more quickly in the wake of recessions. So you get sort of uh, the best of both worlds in terms of risk-adjusted return over the cycle. And then when you look at diversification, uh, mid-caps tend to be a little bit more industrials, less information technology than, uh, than large-cap space. So you have some, some cyclical orientation there. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the re when you think about 
as an investor, when you're allocating money, you, you, you think of, okay, I'm going to allocate a specific amount to large cap names because that is sort of when you think of the market, that's the market. Those large cap names drive the performance, and that's what everybody talks about. But so many of you are missing explicit exposure to these smaller companies. So if you think about Apple, right, $3 trillion in market cap, that's a huge business, bigger than um, you know a lot of countries, and the same with Microsoft. These are great businesses, and I'm not here to poo-poo them, but when you think about Apple going doubling in size in market cap, so that means the stock market valuation would have to double, three billion to six billion, that's a big ask. I mean that's a, a six billion dollar or six trillion dollar company is a is a massive company. But if you are a small cap or a mid cap name, and let's say you're a ten billion dollar company in the mid cap universe, to go from ten billion to twenty billion isn't easy. I'm not saying it's but it's a lot easier than going from three trillion to six trillion in market cap. And so, you know, this is a part of the market where there's more growth potential, but you know, when you compare it to say the smaller cap names, it has less volatility. So there's, if you're a retiree and you want to add a little bit of juice to your portfolio without adding a lot more volatility, that mid cap space is, is, you know, businesses that are much more mature um, and have been around a while. You understand them, their brand recognition names, their balance sheets generally are, are going to be better than say small cap, um, but they provide you a little bit more growth potential without all of that extra volatility that exists in the small cap universe. So again, mid cap, the mid cap uh, ETF that we use is the Vanguard mid cap. It's the symbol is V is in Victor O uh, in the interest of full disclosure. Um, but there's a lot of them out there. Just make sure you're, you're if you buy an, an index, you're doing it in a low-cost uh, ETF. Yeah, IWR is the iShares version that is probably the biggest biggest ETF out there. So, but you know, there's the way to get exposure to it. Just like every other asset class, is through market cap-weighted indexes. All right, if you want to sign up for our e-newsletter, uh, Josh and I do a short video in the middle and end of every month where we talk about what's going on in markets and how that affects your money. You don't have to be a client to get that, so go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we have 30 years worth of data, active money management versus passive, and we're going to share that with you, so stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com.